your balance. That is the goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 13 of the show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have a bachelor's degree in human biology and a master's degree in business administration. And I've been working in the wellness and fitness industry for over 19 years. In each episode of the Boost Health podcast, we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products. And we give you some actionable tips that you can implement in your personal health strategy. Each show is only about 20 minutes long, so you can get caught up on past episodes easily if you're a new listener. Now, my philosophy with this podcast and with Boost Health in general is to be open-minded and try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of wellness strategies that could be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that surprised you and how well it worked? Those are what we are trying to uncover here. The show is definitely growing. We have new subscribers and downloads coming in, so thank you so much. You're definitely helping us out by telling a friend, a family member, or colleague about the show. Another way to support the show is by visiting the website at myboosthealth.com, clicking the Amazon banner at the bottom of the homepage, and then doing some shopping. When using the Amazon banner, you'll get to check some shopping off your to-do list, and Boost will get a kickback, so everybody wins. One last thing that would really help the show, please take a few minutes to subscribe to the show if you haven't already, rate the show five stars, and also leave a written review of the show in iTunes. You can do it right in the podcast app on your smartphone. Announcements. If you haven't signed up already for the weekly Boost newsletter, you can do so by entering your name and email into the form on the homepage. Don't miss any Boost Health news. Also, thank you so much to everyone who put in an order for their Boost Health Performance Apparel. Now, as you probably know, the shop closed last week so we could have Quare build our first batch of custom gear. If you didn't get to put your order in, don't worry. We'll open the shop again sometime this summer. I'll keep you posted on the podcast and in the newsletter. All right, now on with the program. Episode 13 of the Boost Health Podcast is titled, Seven Ways Music Enhances Your Performance and Health. I love listening to music when I exercise if I'm by myself. I also really enjoy chatting with a buddy when I'm on a bike ride or going on a run. I am not a fan, however, of exercising in silence. I've mentioned previously that inside my brain is a scary, panicky, anxiety-laden mess that requires various tricks of the mental health trade to keep it at bay. I talked about three tactics to build mental strength in a previous episode of the Boost Health podcast and blog, which I'll link to in the show notes and in the blog. I've been using my new mental strength tactics with good success, but I also continue listening to music while exercising, as I feel it helps further assist in keeping my mind out of a negative place. I also just really enjoy getting in a rhythm with music, whether I'm on a run or a bike ride. There's something very satisfying about finding a song that matches your running or cycling cadence. I love hearing that bass and snare hitting just as my foot meets the ground or pushes the pedal. Running is especially important for me to have good music. 
Maybe it's because it hurts a lot and I want to take my mind off the pain. If I have a good song in my ear, it can make a huge difference in how I feel and perform. I was thinking about how important my music is for happiness and performance when my headphones lost their charge recently. It was almost devastating. Okay, I admit, I was full-on devastated. I always listen to music when strength training and when running and cycling alone. I keep it at a low volume so it is not dangerous as I can hear cars and even people talking as I pass them. Now, from a cycling perspective, there are some purists out there who would say this goes against the quote-unquote rules, including rule number 61 by Velominati. I'll link to that in the show notes and blog. For years, race directors, most likely from an insurance perspective, have been outlawing music and headphones. In 2006, the USA Track and Field Organization banned the use of headphones in their sanctioned events. Now, in 2008, a couple years later, they amended the rule to only include those competing in championships for awards, medals, or prize money. Again, this probably has more to do with insurance than actual safety risks. Just a couple weeks ago, a buddy of mine got disqualified from a duathlon, a run-bike-run race, for wearing headphones. He was kindly notified after he completed the race. Ouch. We could argue about whether or not it is a safety risk based on numerous, numerous variables. Pushing safety concerns aside, though, what about claims that music can be a performance enhancer? Can music actually help us perform better in sport and in life in general? The answer is resoundingly yes. I'm about to share seven ways music enhances your performance and health. Number one, music increases exercise performance. A 2012 study in the International Review of Sport and Exercise Psychology included a major review and synthesis of music and effects on exercise. They found that music can be used successfully before exercise as a motivational tool to get started. They also found some trends in listening to music during the exercise task, including reduction in perception of effort by about 10%. This was in low and moderate exercise intensities. Music also apparently enhances exercise performance, and this is most likely due to that reduced perception of effort that we just talked about. And finally, they found that the tempo of the music can play a role in how it assists the exerciser, where fast music increases physiological arousal and is preferred when running at fast speeds. Now, I will link to this study and all the rest of the studies in the show notes and blog. Number two, music improves productivity. A 2005 study by Teresa Lesiak found that listening to music can improve mood and enhance awareness and understanding for office workers, in this case, software engineers. This intuitively makes sense. If you're listening to music that improves your mood, you're going to be happier and more engaged in your work, and thus be more aware and productive in your work. You may want to consider listening to music without lyrics, though. According to a 2008 study by the Finnish Institute of Occupational Health, speech in the office space is the most distracting source of noise. Perhaps this is why productivity gurus, including Tim Ferriss and WordPress founder Matt Mullenweg, listen to songs on repeat to get in a groove. If the songs have lyrics, they'll eventually be able to tune them out after hearing the song so many times. 
Joseph Mosby discusses the science behind productivity and listening to songs on repeat on his site and how it can actually help you dissolve into the music. This makes sense as it can help your mind eliminate outside distractions and have intense focus. This is tremendously important when trying to do creative work and big projects. Now, I personally prefer music without lyrics when I'm doing concentration and focusing on good productivity. And I also do like a little bit of variety, so I don't use the songs on repeat for myself. I actually really like classical music and chill slash trance electronic music. They both work great for me. And I actually have a few examples of my favorites that I'm linking to in the show notes and blog. Number three, music increases endurance. A 2018 study that was presented at the American College of Cardiology Scientific Session by Dr. Wasim Shami and team found that listening to upbeat music increased the endurance of participants during a treadmill running test. For the study, there were 127 participants that were split into two groups where one group wore headphones but listened to no music, and the other group wore headphones and listened to upbeat Latin music. The study found that the group listening to music was able to last an average of 50-50 seconds longer than the non-music group. Now, this could have a big impact, especially if doing a high-intensity interval workout where you'd be able to potentially hold a set for longer or more intensity. Number four, music decreases stress. A 2006 study in the Annals of the New York Academy of Sciences by Kalfa et al. found that relaxing music decreases stress. The study had participants complete a psychologically stressful task and then measure cortisol levels after the task was complete. While the cortisol levels were measured, the participant would either listen to relaxing music or sit in silence. The results showed that cortisol levels would stop increasing after listening to relaxing music, but would continue on for 30 minutes if the participant sat in silence. I couldn't believe that when I first read it. It wasn't stated in the study what the relaxing music was, but this would be subjective to the listener anyways. So if you're trying to relax, play some music that you know helps calm you down, and apparently it makes a big difference in your cortisol levels. Number five. Music improves vascular health. According to a 2008 study in Circulation by Miller et al., self-selected joyful music can improve vascular health by increasing blood flow. Now, alternatively, self-selected anxiety-generating music has the opposite effect as it decreases blood flow. The study measured participants' blood flow by evaluating their brachial artery flow-mediated dilation when they listened to various music. Again, it isn't clear which music they listened to, but it's assumed since it was self-selected that it was any music that personally created joy that increased the blood flow. It's amazing that just listening to a song can increase or decrease blood flow. Number six, music makes you more efficient. A 2012 study in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness by Bacon et al., found that cyclists who pedaled in tempo with music used 7% less oxygen than when they did the exact same amount of work with just general background music. Now, this would make us assume that the athlete is more efficient when the music helps them keep at a steady rhythm. I used to teach indoor cycling classes, and I spent a lot of time planning the playlist for the ride because 
it would direct the actual workout itself. I also really enjoyed having a fun and fresh playlist and so did my students. Now, my personal style was to use up-tempo driving beats from electronic or rock music for the speed work and slower hip-hop songs for climbs and big gear stuff. We would stay right in tempo with the music, which made the classes a lot of fun, but also likely made it much easier to perform well based on the study. Number seven, music provides motivation. In a 2017 study by SOCAN, where 1,500 participants were surveyed, they found that music is as much a necessity as proper workout clothes or fitness equipment for people. I can relate. As I mentioned previously, I was pretty devastated when I lost the charge of my headphones during a workout. I also find I'm even more motivated to exercise when I've created a fresh new playlist. I would say it's similar feeling to when you have a new piece of gear for sport or exercise, when you're super excited to try it out. Now that we know the seven ways that music can enhance your performance and health, I'm going to give you some examples of how to use music in threshold and zone two exercise. Def Leppard's song, Animal, is one of my favorite running songs. Yes, I am old. I've always enjoyed this song. So it certainly brings up positive memories for me and also has a nice beat for my running speed at threshold pace. Now, if you're wondering what I mean by threshold pace, I cover running at different heart rate zones in my blog and podcast on the five tactics for the best overall health and fitness program. I was curious what the beats per minute of animal was, so I looked it up. According to bpmdatabase.com, this is a 120 beats per minute song. This got me curious about if my other favorite Threshold running songs were around the same speed. Now, just looking at the Def Leppard catalog, a couple of my other favorites, including Photograph and Armageddonit, are at 123 and 120 BPM, respectively. I was intrigued. Was it this particular tempo, or did I just love those particular songs to run to? So I looked up a few of my other favorite Threshold run songs. Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls is 117 BPM. Metallica's Wherever I May Roam is 130 BPM. Megadeth's Countdown to Extinction is 128 BPM. And Daft Punk's Around the World is 121 BPM. It seems as though I feel a good match between my cadence on a threshold run and songs that I enjoy are approximately 120 to 130 BPM. So I thought that was really interesting, and I wanted to see if there was a similar continuity with my slow zone 2 runs. I ran through my playlist for my slower chill runs and came across a consistent BPM of about 100. So here are the examples. Thievery Corporation, Sound the Alarm, 98 beats per minute. Kid Cudi, Alive, 102 beats per minute. Thievery Corporation, The Forgotten People, 98 beats per minute. And Fabulous, Baby Don't Go, 100 beats per minute. Now, you've probably guessed I have quite the wide range of music that I enjoy. (laughs) But seriously, it's pretty interesting how the music that I selected has quite the continuity in the beats per minute without even really recognizing that. It's just what I preferred and the different running speeds. Final thoughts. If you don't already use music for relaxing, increasing productivity, or exercising, Give it a shot. If you're concerned about safety while training outdoors, 
you should consider leaving one headphone out to make sure you can hear clearly. I like to use a pair of MP3 headphones by Pile. I'll put an Amazon link to them in the show notes and blog. They are waterproof, so you can use them for swimming, as well as your other exercise feats. And it is easy to load songs based on the workout or workouts. They can easily be taken off and worn around the neck on a bike ride if you want to chat with buddies too. I also like that they're wireless, but not Bluetooth, so you don't have that signal blasting your noggin on all your workouts. So go ahead, load in your favorite beats and enjoy the increased performance. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything, along with more motivation and information. Until next time, find your health.